Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor will see you now. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Woo! So right off the bat, we should mention Ryan was not a fan. The, so The worst Marvel movie ever. A lot of what he says is going to be tainted by the fact that, you know, he puts this just underneath Wonder Woman 1984 and Eternals. Wow, man. When you make fun of my, like, you really know how to depict how bad I think uh, Wonder Woman is. Uh, well, I think uh, Wonder Woman 1984 <sighs> deserves a break. And one day you're going to give her the break it deserves. And you're going to be like, you know what? That was a fun movie, Andrew. And it'll be the future because it'll be five years from now when this happens. And for some reason, I'll be a cyborg. And I'll be like, you're right, it was fun. I wish you could have told me that when I still had emotion. First of all, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. <laughs> so the noises he's making indicate that we have just seen um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And by he, I mean Ryan J. Marvel. We, 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 should, we should voice idea ourselves. That, yes. That's who you are. You're Ryan J. Marvel. And who am I? You're Andrew Fantasia. That's right. The God Amongst Men. And what is this show called? This show is called Infinity Rewatch. And I, I'm telling you right now, there will be we will be Infinity Rewatching this for many years. Because mm-hmm. this movie is a game changer. And so I'm going to preface this with a couple things. First of all, if you're just jumping in and you're going to be watching this and listening to this and you haven't seen the movie yet, spoilers are very much ahead. Yeah. And there are a lot of them. Now, if you want to kind of watch and, or sorry, if you're watching this on YouTube right now and you haven't seen it, but you want to just see us, then just mute it. Mute it and then see what happens. But you put your comments in the chat. What are you expecting for this movie? You know, what are you, what are you hoping to see? What things are going to happen? And with that being said, one last time, spoilers warning. Your spoiler has been warned that there will be spoilers. Many spoilers. And if you are one of those people who is going to just mute and watch us, Tell us, because I, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining that way. It is entertaining. Yeah. Uh, speaking of entertaining, the movie we just saw falls under that category. Sam Raimi's opus, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Form. He has come back with a vengeance. Oz the Great and who? What? <laughs> Shoot. I mean, step aside, Taika Waititi. Marvel's got a brand new director. Oh. Oh, my God. I really hope they use him for more movies other than Doctor Strange, because that was something else. That was a comic book movie to behold. So we, uh, in our last episode that we did, the Moon Knight finale, um, we talked about things we wanted to see in this. We had a little mini checklist right at the end. Remind me. What were you? One of them was the same as mine. We had the, the something involving Professor X. We wanted to see the Illuminati mm-hmm. and uh, like full members, all members, and stuff like that. And uh, plus uh, uh, Tom Cruise's uh, superior armor, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, uh, you wanted to see. Oh my God, I'm starting to forget now. Okay, I wanted to see the Illuminati. That was like my big checklist. Oh, and the verification if uh, the X-Men, the animated series, is MCU. Right. Uh, and I wanted that, and I wanted to know what Wong was up to all these years. Wong is just running around training, pit fighting with Abomination. Um, and I would say you and I each got one and a half of our wish list. That's very true. I, I think that's the best way to put it. Technically, yeah. 
I mean, the only, I, technically I got both, except with the one exception of Tom Cruise's Free Armor Iron Man. To be honest, I'm glad he wasn't. I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh my God, it was way better than anything. You could we don't need watched. to feed that man's ego anymore. No, we don't. No. And we saw his trailer for Top Gun and we were just sitting there like, he's a, he's a good intense actor, but he's, he's Tom Cruise in every movie. So <laughs> you're just getting different Tom Cruises in different, getting variants. Oh, maybe he should have been in the movie. <laughs> uh, but yes, we we got we got those boxes checked. And we're going to talk about how. Um, first of all, I want to kick off with the pacing of this film. Nonstop, constant thrill ride. It is legit. You hit the ground running, and I'm not joking. Yeah, you do. Quite literally, you hit the ground running, and that's the the entirety of the film. The other thing that really surprised me, and we'll we'll deep dive into it a little bit like later on as, as we progress through the story, uh, I didn't expect the villain to be the villain. No, absolutely not. I, I had no idea mm-hmm. who or what the villain would be, but this was not what I was expecting. I honestly, honestly thought that... So it's Doctor Strange, Ball of Madness, and uh, uh, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff in this, I thought that she was going to have a very small role in this. And that was completely opposite of the case. Mm-hmm. Completely opposite. It's arguably uh, her movie. It is hundred percent. It's arguably her movie, and that and we talked about this before in the the last one and the the last one about Moon Knight, which was, uh, which was the craziest thing. And that is, oh my god, I'm just I'm so stunned. <laughs> um, so the craziest thing about this was is that it is Wanda's movie, and it it very much. She is the villain. She is 100% the villain. She's the villain. So not only are we getting this buddy cop movie that we were talking about where it's, you know, Doctor Strange and Wanda, and we're getting this, these Marvel team-ups, but in this case, not only do we get these two characters who spend a lot of time together, essentially, but it's a villain. She's a villain in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's, she is a force of nature. She is one of the scariest, most powerful, most threatening villains that the MCU has ever had. Um, I, I want their, I don't know if there's a word for it. Maybe, you know, threatening is the right word, but I feel like there's a word that doesn't exist that needs to exist yeah. for a villain who throughout the whole movie you're watching and you just keep asking yourself, how are they going to stop this person? And every, every line of defense keeps getting broken. Yeah. Like, and she keeps winning. Like she wins 90% of the movie. She's winning. And it's, it's scary. Um, first of all, Sam Raimi returned to form. Uh, a lot of things that stand out in this film that I gotta mention is that it's got Raimi written all over it. Like, oh, if, yeah. if they didn't tell you who the director was, you would have known who the director was from this whole thing. You got those Army of Darkness feels, and I love the transitions, the segues. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool moments. So, this movie is kind of an operatic experience, it kind of you know starts off with action. And then there's a happy moment, and then there's a sad moment, and then there's a happy moment, and it's all over the place. And this movie is just twist and turns in the best possible way. So the movie kicks off with a beautiful action sequence with America Chavez and the Defenders version of Doctor Strange, because it is a wonderful outfit that he has. Uh, And what we learn is, and this is the this is the big big kind of spoilery moment. Is that what we learn is that dreams are windows into alternate realities and that kind of kicks off the whole story and lore that we're experiencing through marvel uh america chavez what did you think of her 
Love it. Um, I was talking about it with you in the car, and I'm a, I was I was a bit concerned when they're introducing these newer Marvel characters, like you know the new Miss Marvel, Ironheart, uh, America Chavez. They're all relatively younger Marvel characters, and I was a bit worried that like these characters are gonna really the stories are gonna be altered to support their stories, and we're gonna lose. The Marvel characters we grew up with and the stories we want to see, and that's that's scary for me. But that being said, I do want to experience new Marvel characters because I want to see what Marvel's been doing, and mm -hmm. I want to be, I want a reason to keep reinvesting. So it was smart to kind of, start to kind of push that, and so she did not disappoint. And I think what the beautiful part about the Marvel formula is is the old meeting the new and creating yeah. a a reality for everyone to enjoy. Um, and this storytelling was perfect for that. There's comic book wise, they kind of do a few different stories, but the main prevalent ones is it's very much a house of M story. I'm actually surprised they, they, they didn't just call it that because it is very much that's one story. And the whole purpose of it is she wants to be with her kids and she will literally wipe out things to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to give a shout out to America because she was really cool. Yeah. The, 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 the character, Zochi, not, the, not the country. The actor, um, Zochi, uh, she did an amazing job. She is, she uh, yeah, she rocked in this movie. She was pretty much the MacGuffin of the movie. Um, <laughs> she, uh, but you, I have the same worry as you, Ryan, yeah. where it's like, okay, you have all these new characters coming in, you know, your Iron Hearts, et cetera. And it's like, okay, but like some, for example, Black Widow and the Black Widow movie is coming out and we heard we were getting Yelena, yeah. right? I was worried at first because I'm like, is this just like, okay, we're, she's Black Widow's dead. So now we just have another person and it's just like changing skins in a fighting game. It's like, yeah, it's still Sonya Blade, but now she's wearing red instead of green. Like that feels cheap. And then of course, Yelena ended up being amazing. Yeah. But with America, she always felt unique. I never felt like she was just little girl doctor strange that never came across to no me. not at all she was her own unique person and i'm gonna show you something i'm gonna show you something right now hold on you, got my you phone took videos i did not take videos i am not that kind of girl okay <laughs> look here we go that's that's america chavez oh, in yes. marvel united that's her piece i played as her today there you go hey. sorry people listening to the audio version but you, you can watch the whole video it's on a picture of america chavez from marvel united board game yeah which is incredible. and she's stepping on a star uh, isn't it. that clever? Love it. Yeah. Uh, see what they did there. Uh, and uh, this will make you happy. Look, two rows over. Look who's there. There's yeah, Mr. Moon Knight. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, she she did a great job. And she is the central focus point of this whole movie. So she needed to do a great job. Mm -hmm. And you talk about the pacing. The way we kick off this pacing, uh, I shouldn't have put my phone away because of this This is, involves my phone here. Um, Ryan, we... Uh, we were, at least I was surprised. I don't want to speak for you, but there was some surprise a couple of weeks ago when they announced that this movie was a lot shorter than people thought it was going to be. Yes, two hours did not feel short. Did not feel it was it was well paced for sure. I'm actually going to pause right here for a second. I noticed our camera's dying. I'm going to take a quick switch, and Ooh. you guys are just going to hold on one second here. I apologize. All right, batteries need the the end of me. <laughs> Uh, one second, please hold. All right, please hold. I will riff in the meantime, I'm, or vamp, as they say in the industry. I'm just going to vamp. You can keep talking. No um, one's going to know. Yeah, I'm going to keep on talking. And right now, what I'm doing is I'm pulling up uh, my uh, my file where we guessed, Ryan, 
the run times of phase four movies. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I have, I'm going to pull that file up right now and take a peek. Okay. Wow, dude, you are so good at guessing these. Hells yeah. All right. So here's a quick Why reminder. Why are you surprised? I don't know. Um, by now, you'd think I, I kind of get the hang of this. So uh, here we go with the runtime rundown. I'm going to rewind a bit, everybody, and I'm going to tell you just a quick reminder of what we guessed before. So Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 pieces of jewelry. Okay. Yeah, mm, it is very accurate. That's exactly what they had in mind. My guess was two hours, three minutes. Mm -hmm. Ryan's guess was two hours, 10 minutes. Actual retail price. Oh. Two hours, seven minutes. Oh. You came closest. Hell. You were three minutes off. Hell yeah. Then we move on to Eternals. Again, I undershot. I guessed two hours, six minutes. Mm -hmm. Ryan guessed two hours, 43 minutes. Um, actually, hold on. I was, uh, when I said the Shang-Chi thing, that was the average I said, not the actual runtime. The actual runtime was like 216 or something. Uh, but Ryan was still closer. Uh, so he won. So. In terms of Eternals, Ryan, you, you were closer again uh, with Eternals. Huh? Let me, I think I have to pull up the actual runtime because I thought I had it written. I'm so sorry. I don't have it written, but it's okay. I'm going to check that for you right now. Eternals runtime is 2. That can't be right. It's not 237. Is it that long? It is 230. Yeah, 236. All right. There we go. There we go. We're back. So you were closest again. You guessed the turtles. No way home. This time it was different. You guessed two seventeen. I guessed two twenty one, and the actual retail price was two twenty eight. Oh! So I won that one. But now we come to Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange, I guessed two thirteen. You Ryan. Tell me the good. Do you remember? Do you remember what you guessed? I guessed two oh four. I think. You guessed 207. Oh. And the actual runtime is 206. Fuck yeah. Off by Let one minute. <laughs> it's okay. You've earned that. Yeah. You earned that at bomb. So there you go. You are three for four, sir. Oh man, that is epic. Okay, so first of all, thank you everyone for all your love and support. I I apologize for the camera switch there, but Honestly, I don't know why I didn't use this camera before because it's just it's just as good. You know what? I don't apologize for the camera switch because we're testing you, viewers. We want to see if you really have what it takes to be Sorcerer's Supreme. And one of the the you know tenets of being a sorcerer is patience. So, Dr. Strange needs patience, and so do you. And you showed that. You proved it to us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you know what? Good job. Way to cover, uh, way to cover the run times. I'm glad uh, you got to rub in the, the salt on the wound there that I got, what, four right? Three, you got three out of four, right? Three out of four. Three yeah. out of, I, well, I mean, who loves you, baby? Not that we're keeping track, but the one I did get right was Spider Man, which is the best one. <laughs> or is it? Or is oh. it? All right. So this movie was okay. two hours and six minutes, and it didn't feel like it at all. In fact, there was no, at no moment was there a point where you were bored. No. There's this movie escalates 
And you know, it's funny, we did acting and acting, one of the primary things they talk about is like, oh, you gotta raise the stakes, you gotta raise the stakes. Yeah. They kept raising the stakes. I don't think you could, con I couldn't, I don't think you could get any higher with the stakes. No, you can't. And the uh, there's a ticking clock because Scarlet Witch is always after them. Mm -hmm. There's never a point where she's not after them. The first scene is, oh, this is America and she has this power. Second scene is, let's go tell Wanda. Oh, Wanda's bad. And then- Oh yeah, oh my God, the twist of Wanda. So the scene, we see the, the trailer in the first trailer we see, which was revealed in Doctor Strange, uh, or Spider-Man. Spider mm -hmm. The one that I got yeah. right. That scene is really interesting because we find her and she's all, you know, she's a broken person. Mm -hmm. She admits it. Understandably so. Understandably so. And she kind of has this like apple orchard moment and she's like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. And the, <laughs> That's an actual quote. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, it smells real. Uh, Doctor Strange, after sniffing the apple blossom, he's like, that smells real. And all of a sudden, the scene completely changes. Mm. And we go into this dark forest, and it's completely destroyed. And the reveal, the reveal too, is Wanda casts her, like, hex magic, and you see just, like, everything turn to, like, black dust and ashes. And then she reveals her motives, which is she wants uh, America Chavez's power. And the cool thing is, is that she's been summoning demons to go after her. Mm -hmm. uh, America Chavez. So that was really fun and so cool. And the other thing too is we get the wedding for uh, Christine Palmer, uh, where the first demon attacks, and then you guys see the clip uh, online where he attacks the giant uh, octopus, uh, which is Sumagora, or I think his name is Gargantos. Uh, yeah, they call him Gargantos. For Gargantos I prefer yeah. Shumagora. Shumagora. But, but uh, yeah, so so Wanda was behind that that tentacle creature. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we find out, and then it becomes, then here's where the stakes get high, people. They have this wonderful, polite conversation, which turns dark and sour pretty fast. And then Carmitage goes to war. Yeah. Super fast. And this is still act one, I think. Yeah, it's 100%. That, that's why the, you know, the runtime, I won't say it scared me, but it kind of disappointed me when I learned it. Mm -hmm. like, wow, just 206? And I mean, I, uh, even James Rizzile, uh, who does not like long movies, even he said, that sounds way too short for what this movie is promising. But from minute one, it's just kicking off. There's like literally the little time he spends talking to Christina at the wedding is the only time when there's no uh, America-focused plot happening. Yeah. Because she's off screen at that point. But then the rest of it is all her being pursued by Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. And that creates just such a tense uh, sense of motion throughout the whole film that never, ever lets up. And we end this first act in Kamertage with a war. Now, I heard, uh, when did I read it? I think I read it this morning. That uh, And this is true for any movie, so don't take this as like some big shock. But the, uh, the original cut of this movie was much longer. Yes. Was, I think 240. And I have a feeling, Ryan just because of how much they sort of showed off of this beforehand and all the promo stuff. I have a feeling a lot of the stuff that got cut was about the Minotaur man. Oh, uh, Rintra. Yeah. Rintra said like two words and then that's it. That's no more they Rintra. cut that guy pretty fast. Yeah. So I have a feeling uh, there's some Rintra on the cutting room floor and I hope we see because I like Rintra. 
so so yeah the war of carmitage is so fun um it's it's constant like it's funny because it's kind of like ancient bows and arrows versus magic so it's literally quite literally swords and sorcery mm -hmm. which is pretty fun and wong by the way is badass in this film so is his wardrobe his wardrobe is pretty sweet too yeah but he there is no moment where he doesn't shine like he shines through and through and he does some badass things in this, uh, especially when he fights Gargantos. He does some really cool mm -hmm. kind of whip sword technique there. Uh, but yeah, the war on Karmataj, there's a really cool scene where Wanda scares a dude. And it, the transition is so freaky. Uh, the dude's just kind of like, she, she searches for a weakness by scanning all the people. And then like she picks on one dude. And this dude, like, he looks like he's scared of her. And then all of a sudden, behind the shot where he's, like, he's, like, doing this and he's trying to hold the shield, Wanda just pops out from behind him and just is, like, ah, and breaks the shield. War breaks out. And it's just freaking, it's just nuts. It's been so long since Age of Ultron that I forgot how frightening it can be to not be on the same team as her. 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what, though? Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, girl. You deserve every one of these claps. Honestly, Elizabeth Olsen, MVP. I, I cannot be more proud as a Marvel fan the way you carried that torch with that character. Like, you have set a standard for an actor committed to a long-time role. Because you, you started in Age of Ultron, which, if you think about it, is not, is, uh, not that young. Like, because Age of Ultron was pretty early on in the MCU. It is. Well, funny thing, yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of Avengers 1. So, yeah, and, and so, I mean, second Avengers three years one. later, so yeah. it's a seven-year movie. So she's been um, uh, Jonathan Davis, our man. Jonathan Davis is here. Uh, don't worry, we haven't spoiled anything for you yet, sir. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're going to see it tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much. It will not disappoint. I'm going to say that. If it does, I'm curious to hear why. And I, I I respect you for saying why if you don't think it's good, but I doubt you're going to say that because my mind melted. Thank you. It is <laughs> it is a nice shirt. I like it, it a lot. I thought you were talk, maybe talking about his shirt. It's a well. My shirt's okay. It's it doesn't have a moon knight on it or any knight on it for that matter. Uh, but yeah. So uh, but yeah, Elizabeth Olsen's evolution of Scarlet Witch. I first of all props to her for carrying this character this long other actors may have dropped out at this point or had their mm -hmm. character killed off for uh, anything um but uh man that performance in this movie that was uh that was some top drawer acting from this woman and she and was to and twisted and she had to go to a lot of really dark places uh she had to take us to a lot of really dark places she had to um make us fear her after we've spent seven years growing to love her as you know oh she's a, she's a hero she's one of the avengers we, we love her and she had to in one movie in one not all that long movie make us fear her and by god did she ever do it yeah jonathan uh is there any new permanent characters we get uh <laughs> i don't know how to answer um, that america chavez Okay. It's, it's sticking around. You know what? I, Jonathan, I don't want to spoil it. We'll, we will say America Chavez seems like a permanent character. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Yes, she is very beautiful. Uh, and um, uh, we, well, 
Yeah, because yeah, it's dangerous territory to get into. This is going to be a spoiler episode, so we're we're going to talk about other folks. Let me let me put it this way: there are going to be some really interesting surprises for you in store for you, um, and I'm going to leave it at that because no matter no matter what I say from here on in is going to give way too much away. So I'm going to stop it there. Mm-hmm. I think that covers it. Do you feel like I've yes? Yeah. Yeah. And first of all, Jonathan, man, we love you for all this engagement you've yes, given us. Yes, thank you. We heart you. Uh, but other fans too, you're great. But I just want to call it Jonathan Davis because you're awesome. Um, but yes, that's all we're going to say. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I'm telling you right now, man. That question is a dangerous question. And, and we're going to get into very dangerous territory very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, America Chavez, super fun in this movie. She, you know, another, she actually started on the right foot. Uh, and I not only mean that in the beginning scene, but in the, uh, uh, in the movie, I think she is not only a great addition, but she kind of meets all the other actors at par right yes, away. She does. She, she doesn't feel new and she doesn't have, she doesn't have what a lot of newer actors do get when they get into these kind of MCU worlds where they kind of have to find the rhythm uh, for example, and this is not an attack, but this is like Brie Larson didn't quite land on the right foot right away. She's, that sounds like an attack to me. I don't know. No. Brie, Brie Larson, uh, Brie Larson, honestly, she's still finding the rhythm for her character. I like, cause if you look at the comparisons between Captain Marvel and Endgame, there's two different notes of who Captain Marvel is. Mm-hmm. And I think she hasn't found the right director to kind of get the right voice out of her yet. Um, so that's still left to be imagined. But America Chavez hit the ground running. Just it didn't even change tones, nothing. Like she, and I don't mean that as like she was a one note the whole way through. No, she she colored the whole world quite literally. Yeah. Um, but uh, but with her performance, it added so much dynamic, so much depth. Uh, and I was really concerned that this character was kind of like a marketing grab for like younger audiences, but no, she she provides a lot of gravity, a lot of lot of gravity to this this movie. And they they did something with her that um, I want to make sure I phrase this carefully because I don't want to come across sounding like a misogynist or anything. Um, I feel like a lot of studios in the last five years have been afraid of letting female characters be helpless. That's her. Because yeah, they're like, totally oh no, we, we have to empower women. Yes, you do. You, that is absolutely right. You do have to empower women. But it, it came at a cost where studios were so afraid of looking like they weren't woke that they were like, no, every woman is perfect. Here we go. Uh, but America Chavez was in distress for 95% of the movie. She got herself out of it. She rose up and became a hero because that's what she is. She's a comic book hero. But she didn't start off, even though she did hit the ground running, she didn't start off like, I am amazing at everything that I do mm-hmm. and nothing's going to stand my way because that's not interesting. That's not yeah. character yeah. development. No. So I feel I want to give some kudos to the studio for not just kind of jumping to the lowest common, oh my God, we have to be woke all the time denominator mm-hmm. and make her you know, super powerful. Um, and because I, I think in the end, that would have made her a forgettable character. Uh, with this, we we sympathize with her more, mm-hmm. and she had an arc. She had she had an arc, and they were not afraid to make her vulnerable. No. I think to summarize what you're saying is absolutely 
and it's you know, I, I that's dangerous territory. It is. To talk it is. About, but they they found a way to to not, which is funny because also kind of the theme of the movie found a way not to be afraid to be vulnerable and and take the character where it needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in terms of comic books, uh, before we get into real dangerous territory of spoilers, and I'm warning you one more time, Jonathan Davis, because I feel like you're still watching, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, we got, we're spoiling stuff from here on in. Yeah, that's it. We we can't not. The last thing, the last thing I will say before we get deep dive into it, she was actually probably a well balanced comic book accurate character, and and with some slight adjustments. She's actually a little bit older in in the comics. She's around like eighteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, her age is kind of irrelevant in, in the way they did this. And she kind of fits this, the, the maturity needed, this teen angst. Um, so yeah, uh, Jonathan Davis, just uh, I'm gonna highlight the message here, uh, saying, uh, I'm gonna let you get into it. Looking forward to listening. You two have a great night. You too, uh, buddy. I see what you did there. Yeah. Great night. Yeah. Don't tell anybody, but Ryan is the fist of conscience. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So. That now America Chavez breaks open whole new doors for the MCU. Mm-hmm. She literally does it like with her fist, and it's super, it looks fantastic. It does, yeah. Her uh, powers look wicked. Never have I seen CG used in such a creative, in such a story driven way mm-hmm. uh, because it, it just broke down these walls and allowed us to jump to different worlds. Uh, so, interesting enough was when we jump through, uh, we get to this new world, uh, which is, by the way, the it kind of took us to the first Doctor Strange movie, tumbling through the different dimensions. Yes, it did. Uh, two of them, which were very similar, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other ones, which were very extreme but very fun. I want to visit the paint dimension. I I want to visit the cartoon one. That one. Yeah, that one looked a lot more fun than the What If one. Ooh, sorry, uh, <laughs> but um, but when we land in the new world, uh, first of all. She kind of got the time traveling thing down, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But she has the rules of the rules of traveling, which is pretty funny. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm cute, yeah, I'm cute." So that was amazing. And then, and then she's like, "Rule number one, you know, uh, 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 or you don't know anything. You, you yeah. don't know anything about this world." And then rule number two, always get food. And then like she, she steals food. Very, it's kind of like an Aladdin moment a little bit. Yeah, she's good at swiping food. I don't know if this is a comic thing with her, mm-hmm. but she was always eating pizza. And I was like, oh, she's like a little Ninja Turtle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a nice little teen teenage angst nod. You yeah. Know? Uh, and then we get our Bruce Campbell cameo, which is, I, uh, you know, I thought it would be bigger. I really did. But I'm not disappointed. That's what she said. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm not disappointed either. Welcome, to, the, welcome to 20, you know, 2022, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, when when you time travel like this, you remember, you don't know anything. I don't know anything. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, my God. I can start using that joke now. We go on red. Yeah, we go on red. Go red all red. So, okay. So, we get into the new world. Now, here's the interesting thing that I'm going to, and then I'll let you jump in here. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting to me. First of all, I love that she introduced the new verse and the rules and all that. Uh, I was kind of counting the minutes, which I always kind of blame the trailers for, till we get to a certain scene. And, yeah, that's uh, unavoidable. I, I, it's unavoidable because it's such a very specific scene. Uh, so in the trailer, they talk about the Illuminati, and we land in the Illuminati's world, but we don't get to them for at least, I'd say, 10, 10 15 minutes. Right. There's still some other scenes we kind of jump to to get some little more story narrative. Uh, and it was quite a big drop of story narrative. So 
Uh, first of all, we land in the uh, the Illuminati's world, which I will leave it at that for now. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to what's going on with Wanda, because now she has Wong, because Strange uh, helped America activate her power, and then they jumped, but they left Wong there. Um, and Wong is left prisoner, and I feel like that woman is actually his love interest, which is interesting why Rintra is there, the, the Minotaur guy, because he his teacher is is Wong's love interest. Okay. The the woman who Yeah. Okay. I can't remember her name. It's like Imia or something like that. But um That's probably more cutting room floor stuff. Yeah, I feel like because like there's a moment they have that Wong has with this woman and you, you kind of feel where that's going. There's like, some magic spots flying in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so she she goes to destroy this dark hold spell that Wanda's doing, and then it blows up and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that's not the only dark hold. I mean, why would you have one copy of some book that's going to cause ultimate destruction? First of all, Sam, you need to stop playing with books. Clearly, you are not to be trusted with books at all. Yes. No more evil books for Sam Raimi. Yeah. That's it. We draw the line. I mean, Nosferatu. Mm-mm. Don't play with it. You know, Book of Ashanti could have played with it, but you broke it very quickly. Very quickly, which we don't. We haven't talked about what that's about yet. Yeah. But we'll get to that. And then Darkhold, which was nice because that's a one one division reference. Check and mm-hmm. check. Uh, and so they dropped one of the biggest comic book locations from the comics that my brother would like literally melt his mind over. Uh, and that is they dropped. Wonder Gore. Not Wonder Gore. But it's not the Wonder Gore. If you've read the comics, it's not the Wonder Gore you're familiar with. It's not your daddy's Wonder Gore, is no. what I think you're saying. No, it doesn't have uh it doesn't have the cow people, it doesn't have the human animal people, or sorry, animal human people. Um, and it doesn't have the high evolutionary. So all the only thing it is, it's a place. It's a place with the name Wonder Gore. So, but it's just exciting to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be more to it, maybe, but at this point, I think so. Because then, where do those? There's like Cthulhu cave trolls there. Yeah, and they got to. It has nothing to do with Wonder Girl. Yeah. So in the comics, but but anyways, it was a huge call. I literally grabbed Fantasia. I was like, Wonder freaking Girl. <laughs> we had this moment. It was like we actually like were like punching and kicking each other. We were. It got very violent. They had yeah. to separate us. Indeed. Um, so they, they pitched Wonder Gore and, and that's where they go to learn the Darkhold spell. And Wanda starts doing this, this Darkhold magic called dream walking. And this is knocking on the door of what I loved, one of the many things that I loved about this movie, but it might be what I love most about this movie is this whole aspect. And you and I have talked about it before. I think when we've done the show, when we were talking about WandaVision, and what if yeah particularly what if is the thing that i'm obsessed with is that what if is a very dangerous question it is a horrifying question you know what if there's a world out there where i'm a different person what does that world look like i can get caught up in that and i can lose myself in that and it can be you know it can take a toll on a person to ask those questions and even more so to possibly get those answers and what Wanda wants to do is not only get those answers, but insert herself into the equation and take control. And you get this theme throughout the movie where not only is she playing with this notion, but you get characters like Doctor Strange and Christine asking these questions, asking what if things were different? 
And I love that question so much because of how much it terrifies me, but on the other hand, how much it fascinates me, that the fact that they made it the central theme for this film, like, chef kiss, like chef kiss with tongue. You you have to understand, I think viewers, one thing you have to go into this movie understanding is, and they do a great job, like you, you kind of don't even need to think about it too much, but you need to remember there are rules and the mm -hmm. rules are uh in order to you could you could see to alternate dimensions through dreams but you can access those dreams through dream walking right so that's that was the interesting thing but that is dark dark magic that is very dark that magic is. and uh so so wanda finds a perfect world where she can be with her kids and so she takes over she kind of possesses uh the that wanda mm -hmm. who is also a scarlet witch of sorts kind of kind of no also to note vision was not was not there so yeah do you find it odd that none she could not find a world where vision was still alive yeah i thought that was really interesting um but yeah that was an interesting nod there but that's okay because there are many other characters to be revealed oh yeah so there's, there's no shortage of characters there's no shortage of characters um oh man i just want to get to that scene okay so uh this this scene is probably my favorite scene in the movie so we get to this weird part and again i'm kind of counting the minutes i'm like okay where's this like illuminati scene i want to want to see it want to get this to guy it. right here um so we get to a statue that talks about dr strange being the hero the earth's mightiest hero which was a nice little nod there mm -hmm. I love that. uh and he's just like okay and then baron mordo comes out and of course we all know we, your spider sense is like going off the, the wall here with like, okay, we clearly know Mordo is bad. Uh, but the movie does a great job of always subverting expectations. So you know he's bad, but they do a good job of letting your guard down a little bit before you really get off. So they, they kind of explain, uh, again, they explain what's going on to Mordo, and then Mordo kidnaps them. Now, enter in this room where they're in a cell, Okay. Am I missing another scene before this uh, that we need to talk about? I don't think so. Just, uh, you know, we're cutting back and forth between Scarlet Witch and Wong. The, um, the movie jumps. The movie has two stories, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange and Wanda's story. And it's not where it's like Doctor Strange story dominates the entire time. It's two stories intersecting constantly. Yeah. And to a point where once they like meet, it's like they're actually together and then they separate and it's a whole thing. Uh, but anyways, I don't think I'm missing anything critical that we need to talk about because it's, it's, it's a lot of filler. I think the only thing that I was puzzled about in terms of Mordo showing up, mm -hmm. because maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but doesn't Mordo only kind of go bad at the very end of the last movie in the credits? Yes, it's sort of. Uh, he, he kind of, the, the movie, the, the first Doctor Strange, Mordo is kind of like, we need to, you know, we need to rally. We need to do this, and mm -hmm. then Doctor Strange starts bending the rules a lot, and he's like, "Can't, he can't do that." Like he gets lost, he gets lost and confused in the first movie, and in the end, he's bad. Like at the very last end credit scene, he's bad. Right. Yeah. Um, and Strange is talking about him though, like they're arch enemies. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious. I'm like, okay, have there been all these battles between Strange and Mordo between these two movies that we just never got to see? That we just hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, no, exactly. But it, uh, this scene, this scene does a good job of us kind of realizing that with Strange, that like, is he bad? Like, mm -hmm. what, is, what is going on here? 
Um, and then we get to the prison cell scene, and man, that scene drops a huge bomb in the best possible way, which led to an even bigger reveal <laughs> later on. So they're in the prisons, and they're talking to Christine Palmer of that dimension. I'm so glad she's back, by the way. Yeah, and they they confirmed for all the fans that the the MCU we've been watching up to this point has been Earth 616, which is the prime Marvel story arc that we're all familiar with. We all know what it is, and it's awesome. It's the best one because it has Ant-Man in it. Indeed. A lot of insect, what do they say? Insect crime fighters? Insect-themed crime fighters, yeah. yeah. Insect-themed crime fighters, I love that. Um, now, here's the kicker. So she mentions that there's all these different dimensions, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay. How do you know that?" And she's like, "Well, I, she's like, I've been there as a part of the Baxter Foundation." Yeah, that's when I grabbed the Baxter. That's when I grabbed you, and I was like, "That's a word we know." <laughs> that is a word we know and love. Uh -huh. um, so that was the first little, the first little tease of the Fantastic Four, which was brilliant. Uh, not only that, they not only confirmed the Fantastic Four, but they also confirmed the Future Foundation, which is a mind-blowing moment. Um, and then, so... <sighs> then we meet the Illuminati. We meet the Illuminati without further ado. And man, they know how to get a movie theater crowd hyped. Because our, our theater was relatively quiet. It was a quiet theater. Until that scene. Mm -hmm. So that scene kicks off, and I'm not going to lie, uh, the internet's been pretty bad with spoiling this moment uh, very quickly, and uh, so we all knew Professor X was going to be in it, but we're not going to get there yet, because we got it introduced in the order they were introduced. Uh -huh. First, they introduced Captain Carter, which was pretty cool. Again, not a fan of What If, but I am a fan of that character. I like what they did, and I love that she was there. I'm an even bigger fan of Haley Atwell. Okay. Haley, call me. Oh, she looks great in that suit. Um, Haley Atwell doesn't disappoint either. She no. does a great job. And she even captures the physicality of the character really well, uh, which is really cool to see. Uh, and then they introduce Mr. Black Bolt himself. That was dope, man. Nobody. That was so cool. Nobody saw that. I don't care. Spoilers and spoilers that all the spoilers clips out there. There is no way any spoilers like before the movie came out knew that black bolt was gonna be in it and man does he look cool he looks <laughs> so effing cool um I, I i i'm not one who swears a lot but man i was swearing a lot because like this is a very mind-blowing film so we get black bolt then we get captain marvel who everyone thought was superior armor iron man and then I'm the, glad it was her instead. I'm very yeah. glad it was her. It was it was a great role for her. And it was Rambo. We should say not yeah. not Free Larson. Not Free Larson. It was Rambo's Captain Marvel. Uh, and she was awesome. And she had the the green Cree outfit, which I like. I like the mm -hmm. green outfit. It was like your green silver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I just feel bad because she got introduced in the order that she did, which means she got overshadowed real fast. Oh yeah. Um. By person number four. <laughs> So, and they introduce him as the world's smartest man, and they drop in, and he teleports in, by the way, Mr. Reed Richards himself. Mr. Fantastic, wearing his Fantastic Four outfit, classic, 
classic blue, black, and white people. And on top of that, it's our boy, John Moeffin Krasinski, baby. Wow. Ryan, you got your wish. Got it. You got your wish. How do you it. feel? Tell us how you feel. I, I said it once and I'll say it again. I can't believe I live in a world where I've gotten this met this far in MCU films where they've now introduced Reed Richards in the mm. MCU. Jeez Louise. We're here. It was stun it was it it was the most unexpected stunning moment I have seen an MCU film in a I'd say I haven't peaked that high of a feeling since I want to say Spider-Man and Civil War, but they put it in the trailer. Yeah, we knew that was coming. Even with Toby and Andrew, mm -hmm. nobody knew they were coming, but we knew, knew they were coming. But but I would say that the emotion peaked the same when in Winter Soldier they dropped the Stephen Strange. Yeah, that's it, yeah. You're right because it's the same. It's like oh my god, we're gonna get to see blank. Mm -hmm. uh, it was that kind of emotion, and yeah, that's how it felt to see. And he teleports in so fast; it's like yeah. it wasn't a big thing where it's like, "Ooh, camera pan up, take a big reveal." No, it's just like, Zoop. "What's up? I'm John Krasinski, and I have a beard." And he doesn't miss a beat. No, he doesn't. Like he assumes the character very quickly, um, and he he brings a dry, intelligent wit to him. I think is probably the best way to say it. he's. He's not a beat around the bush. No. Not a beat around the bush. Not a humorous person. He is literally facts. He plays him much kinder than I've ever seen Reed Richards play. Usually Reed Richards is kind of an asshole. Uh, he's, he's, if you ever watch Rick and Morty, he's supposed to be Rick. Yeah. That's what he's supposed to be. But but this one, he's played a little more dry in this one. But it works. It works in fantastic ways. Yeah, we could use some more dry characters to kind of balance some things. I, I like mean, I like how they I do. mean Doc Strange is supposed to be a dry character and he's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. In this movie he's a lot of fun. Um so anyways, so just when you think after that they've we that we're there. We're, and you knew this was coming, but still they did they, 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 they subvert expectations. In rolls in our boy Professor Xavier himself, MCU form and MCU form Xavier just he rolls in and they play the animated x-men theme in orchestra format it was so beautiful okay this is where i gotta step in you go oh, oh. i got my fantastic <laughs> um i really wish this wasn't in the trailer mm -hmm. i really wish this was not in the trailer honestly though to be fair, to be fair, I know this is your moment. I'm stepping on your moment. No, just step away. I'm, step I'm, away I'm, gonna step, I'm gonna step through it. I'm just gonna <laughs> quickly go through it. Uh, I will say, yes, we we knew it was coming. Which again, if you didn't put Spider-Man in Civil War, imagine the reaction. Mm. If you didn't put Xavier in this one, imagine the reaction. But to be fair, there were a lot of other characters that really like you didn't had no idea. No, I I think. If I had been cutting the trailer, I would have made that big moment, that big reveal of X, I would have made that Peggy Carter instead. Mm -hmm. Because it's still a big enough reveal to end the trailer with and get people excited. But man, if no, I... No, you had, say Illuminati, and then you introduce, introduce Carter. Introduce Carter. Yeah. If I had not known that we'd be getting him in that chair, and I had sat in that theater and seen that chair, and heard that voice, and seen that green suit, and then heard that music, 
I think I would have died. I think I would have had a little death in my seat and you would have just turned and looked at me and I'd be like, uh, just like jittering in my seat. But to hear, I, I don't think I have words. Like I might actually start crying right now on this show. Like, I don't think I have words except Danny Elfman who composed the film um, and that's not even his brightest moment yet. That's not his brightest moment. Uh, he had he did such a good job um, picking up because Michael Giacchino did the first one. So Danny Elfman picked up Giacchino's Doctor Strange theme. He also throws in this X Men theme. Uh, he throws in other random themes in there. Uh, and I actually noticed in the trailer. Uh, sorry, not in the trailer. In the credits, we're watching the credits. Uh, they talk about Alan Silvestri who composed the Avengers theme and you hear little riffs on that. But in the credits, they spelled Alan Silvestri's name wrong. They wrote Alan Silverstein. <laughs> I, I caught it just as it was going up. I'm like, oh, somebody's going to pay That's for that. Um, and, and Danny Elfman just kind of delivered uh, to the point where at the end, there's literally a fight with his music, literally. Uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get but, to that. but yeah, I'm done with the scene yet. Professor X, in the chair, uh, I, I I have no words except 1995 me has been waiting for this his whole life. If you remember when we said, uh, imagine a world, like imagine if you could go back in time and tell, tell your younger self, you know, you think this X-Men movie is good. Oh my God. Wait until you see Captain America. If I told my younger self, if you thought this movie was good, Wait till you see this Doctor Strange movie. Yes, there's going to be a Doctor Strange movie. Actually, it's part two of a Doctor Strange. Yeah, part two of a Doctor. You're gonna you're gonna get one more before it, and it's going to have the cartoon Professor Xavier that you know and love. Um, in the, in the show, and now that I say it, I used to say this a lot. I used to say this a lot. I'm just, I just remembered. I just remembered it now. I always said, if the cartoon is better than the movie, then you're doing something wrong. Yes, this is the first time. But they literally took the character from the cartoon and put it in the movie. And it was perfect. It was the best. Now, here's the fun, here's the fun thing about the scene. Are, are you done your moment? I think I am, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like you can throw I'm, some out there. I'm just, I'm wiping the tears away. It's I'm a good. journey. It's, it it's, is. It's been a journey. Like, like that, like, I can't help but stress one more time. Like, if the cartoons are better than the movies, you're doing something terribly wrong. Um, which is funny, because even the Batman, the new one, is very close to the cartoon. Yes, um, is very much, but uh, yes, and it's just hilarious. They literally ripped a character from the cartoon, <laughs> gave him his cartoon music, uh, and which was, and the crowd went wild at this point. We had a dead crowd for the intro. Usually, when the the orchestra kicks in for the the little fun intro part of Marvel yeah, Studios, usually there's clapping, clapping a little woos. You know, I, I did a little clap woo, a yeah. small woo, and nobody else joined me. Um, but yeah, that was a beautiful scene. Uh, so they tell the story about what happened to their strange and and again you know it's funny this story is a on paper could be very seen as like a b movie script like it, it just very weird logic that you know you either gotta just buy it and run with it or whatever no this movie does a great job i think it takes great acting talent and creates this very serious thing um so we get the scene so xavier's introduced and they as they introduce the characters they say you know they talk about Black Bolt, and then Doctor Strange makes fun of him, and he's like, "Why can't he get bad breath?" And all hilarious jokes ensue. Uh, but again, Black Bolt does the sign language, which is really cool. 
-hmm. and the characters are all bringing this lore and story, which is really fun. Uh, and Xavier comes in and, and uses his powers. Oh my god! And they do the wavy lines going out of his oh. head. You know, I didn't even mention this in the last uh, movie we saw with Spider-Man. In the scene where he pushes his uh, his astral form out of his body, yeah. When his hand is moving, you actually see the the spider sense wavy lines. Oh my god! You do. You do. Oh, it, you got wow. they're translucent, so you can't really. But you see the outline of them as he's oh like, which is super cool. Uh, but in this one, you see the the circles coming out of his head. Very comic book. Guy. Yeah. You can tell Rami is a comic book guy. Like you, you you see it. You see it. Not only in the comic book battles, but in the in this moment where you see him using his power. Um. So they tell the story of what happened to their Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I have a question for you about this mm -hmm. because I I wish that Marvel movies didn't do this because they gave important exposition to Professor X. Yeah. Uh, exposition. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of wish they didn't because I was too busy riding that high that I missed a lot of it. So from what I gather, their Strange, mm -hmm. their version of Strange, used the Darkhold to kill Thanos. Yes. But then I didn't, like, what I missed was like, okay, why did Black Bolt have to kill him now? Because he used the Darkhold and he was being corrupted. Like, he, he was starting to... Um, starting to question things and 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 become bad like okay they, they were saying okay sorry they were saying that they he didn't have to go he didn't have to go as far as using the dark hole to stop all right um and apparently he wiped out like a whole universe yes um and so he was out of control he was out of control but he got to a point it was weird because like he he was sort of accepting his fate he was like yeah okay yeah you got to kill me uh so it's weird how like I guess he knew if he lived, he would be an even he would become a bigger threat. Like he would get further poisoned by the Darkhold. So he just kind of told Black Bolt to kill him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Cause that that's what lost me. I was like, okay, they keep saying he was a threat, but he's just telling Black, like he's willingly giving his life. So that threw me off. And I was too busy squealing with joy that I didn't really catch everything Professor Xavier told us. So thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, so it's it's a great scene, and then Black Bolt kills Strange in the best best Black Bolt way. I'm sorry, uh, and and it is the actor from the Inhuman series, mm -hmm. the same guy, which I'm a big fan of. He's playing uh, Captain Pike in, or yeah, Captain oh. Pike in the Strange World. He looked like um, I don't know if you ever seen Mystery Men, that that movie with mm -hmm. Penstel. He looked like the character the Sphinx from Mystery Men. They somebody do a side by side. <laughs> They're they're twinning, but so. the his suit looks amazing. Mm -hmm. They did a great job. It's Black Bolt suit. It's it's Black Bolt from the comics in in, in the best way possible. Um, and he yeah, so he does his he does, and it's the same visual effects that they used, which my coworker pointed out, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, but then I'm like, okay, that's it. We're done with the Illuminati. We're not gonna. So we're the scene's done. They're gonna probably vote. Get Doctor Strange out. We're gonna move on to the next segment. No, no. Wanda sleepwalking, by the way, uh, or dreamwalking. Sorry, dreamwalking mm -hmm. with her new form goes to the Illuminati uh, Baxter Building. I assume. I assume it's the Baxter. It has to be the Baxter Building because um, the Baxter Foundation, right? Yeah, I guess it would be. It was yeah. a short building, though. Yeah, it was a short. It Not was, a skyscraper. It was like this mm -hmm. little. It looked like in uh, in sorry to go to DC, but I mean I do love me some DC. It looks like in Justice League where they keep the um, the Superman ship. Yes, yeah. It's a little building in the middle of like a field. 
the farm? No, no. The um, where Cyborg's dad works, that little lab. Oh, he's got like, Star Labs. Yeah, Star, yeah, he's got the mother box in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. So, but anyways, and they use the Ultron box, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so we think that scene's done, and I was worried because like you know you I I was thinking back to Daredevil in Spider Man, and I was because that scene like that's it. You get Daredevil in that one shot. That's it. It's done. And this one, not only do you get that kind of daredevil moment, you get a whole action sequence with all those characters. Yeah, you do. And this is where Wanda gets scary as Budge. Is like, this the most violent that the MCU has ever been? I actually, yes, I would definitely say so. This is definitely the most violence MCU has ever had. Um, and not only that, it demonstrated very beautifully how powerful Wanda and how scary Wanda is. I think that what ends up happening to Black Bolt is one of the coolest on-screen deaths I've seen in a long oh time. God. So cre what a creative use of just like a character's powers versus another character's powers. Oh my Lord. That was, uh, they let Sam Raimi get away with a lot. Oh, I, uh, the, the, uh, Man, yes, how she took out each character was just a, a, both a scary but yet exciting thing to watch. And she tears them all down. Oh, my God. Um, I, I Like, Blackpool gets it bad. Reed Richards gets it pretty bad. Yeah, that looks painful. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it hurt me a little bit to see Peggy get it the way she got it. So, I don't want them to hurt Peggy. Yeah, but, but they all get But, again... You spend a lot of time with the Illuminati. Or, yeah. or, sorry, for for that kind of scene, you got a lot of time with those characters. Uh, and there's a beautiful moment with Wanda and Reed Richards, which is fantastic. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, and uh, Wanda mentions, uh, does your, because now this is interesting too, because this is Future Foundations, and she says, Do you have kids? And it's funny that he does. He says he does. And because of Future Foundation, he does have kids. Mm -hmm. And those kids, they're in that storyline. They kind of kick off the Secret Wars and the whole thing. Um, so, so he goes, "Yes, they do." So clearly, obviously, just a nice little nod to Invisible Woman there, uh, and obviously uh, Ben and I think it's Ben Richards and Franklin Richards. I think are the kid names. I only know about Franklin. I didn't know there was a second kid. There's uh, I, actually sorry. I think it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. I just can't remember her name um anyway so that was really cool uh and if it's the future foundations the future foundation starts off with uh john storm being killed so that's oh, also an interesting right. comic book factor uh very badass looking johnny storm by the way uh but we don't see them we only get we only get a reference which is good enough for me yeah but what this scene did for me was as a fan it bought me time because i now i've seen reed richards and no fantastic four is coming this point, we're good. You're good. We're good. I again, I can wait till you know. I can wait for at least I don't know seven movies before I see Fantastic Four at this point. I thought you were gonna say seven years. I'm like, that's a bit much. No, no, um, no, no, no. I'd, I'd say probably five years. I can wait five years. Yeah, I think five or is four. Four would be perfect. It'd be even more perfect. Um, this is the first time I'm just realizing that I can actually use the phrase and mean it when I say. Illuminati confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, they did it. They did it. And it was so good. Oh, anyway, so that scene's intense. And so after that, 
Um, Christine joins the group, which Christine I think is nice. The and they go out to run off to get the Book of Ashanti, which we need to talk about. So, beginning of the movie, America Chavez and the Defenders version of Doctor Strange is after the Book of Ashanti, which is essentially the, as said in the movie, the antithesis of the uh, Darkhold, which is the Book of Pure Good. Uh, interesting enough, the book isn't really relevant because it gets no. destroyed pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But there are some really cool powers he uses when he has the book, uh, which was really neat. Uh, Dark Strange actually flexes a lot of different powers in this one. Um, oh man, there's the serpents of something he casts. <laughs> I forgive me if I'm I forgot half of them. What's the ones I feel like there's an, a, a proper name for them? The two big hands that killed the uh, Gargantos. Again, I, I I know they're there. There's a yeah. lot of spells from the comics that he uses in this. The myths of Mysticles or something. Yeah, the know, myth, something. yeah. The myths we could probably just make shit up, and it would be, it would be close enough. I actually, there is one I did remember. When he fights Gargantos, he lights him on fire with a green flame, and that's the flames of the Faltines. The flames of the Faltine. Yes. So there's that. I could well. go for a plate of Faltines right now. That sounds funny. <laughs> so <laughs> we do comedy here too, folks. Ooh. Yeah, so that was a great, great scene. I mm -hmm. love that battle. Um, and uh, so that was that was great. And then so then we get to something really interesting. So we go to the destroyed world because Wanda kind of catches up with everybody and does some really creepy through the sewer stuff mm -hmm. uh, with these dark red eyes and. Man, she does the movement. There's actually a scene we didn't even, or a moment we didn't talk about earlier on. She the ring. She gets trapped in the mirror dimension. Yeah. And she gets trapped in the mirror dimension. And she finds this water. And she puts her hand through the water. And then, uh, which I was like, which I was just like, okay, weird. And then Doctor Strange like, cover anything with reflections. And I'm like, oh, snap. And a classic Rami, Rami experience. He, uh, he does the horror thing where you see the eye open up in the one shot there. And then we get the most weird exorcism Marvel moment where Wanda crawls through a, a reflection, like all weird demon-like. Mm -hmm. Anyways, fast forward back. Uh, intense. And Wanda eventually gets a hold of America. And they go and then sends Doctor Strange to a really dark and scary world. Uh, where he has to fight a creepy version of himself, which I believe is the what if version of Doctor Strange, or just another variant. I yeah, I I think I'm trying to remember what happens to the what if one. The Watcher traps him, but then eventually he gets out of that trap. Yeah, he enlists him to do something else. To join that group together to fight um, Ultron. Man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, big, big bad Rainbow Ultron, which is officially now what he's going to be called. Um, and so I think this might have just been a different strange. Actually, you're right. Yeah. So it's not it's not the what if one. It's a different strange. Yeah. But he was very similar. Mm -hmm. Very uh, creepy. He was driven crazy by the Darkhold as well. That Darkhold is just bad business all around. Don't yeah. kids. It extracts a toll. It extracts a toll. Do not open the Darkhold. Don't no matter. I don't care how many cool kids books. are doing it. Just don't read books. Instead, just go outside and play in the street. Yeah. Please don't do that. I don't want you to do that either. But the Darkhold corrupted this version of Strange. And I love that he's just, he's, it's funny because Benedict Cumberbatch to me looks a lot like the classic actor Vincent Price. And Vincent Price is always playing characters like this, who's just like an old man living alone in a creepy castle looking out a window, right? So 
when we meet this dark strange and that's exactly what he's doing i'm like oh man this is vincent price like he's, he's living the dream um and then we get a fight between them that yeah, is... i'm gonna let you have this moment oh this boy was, this this was not this is probably the most creative fight scene with magic i have ever seen insert fantasia descriptions now it was lit like they're in a room full of instruments there's a piano there's a harp whatever and they are using music notes literal music notes pulled off the sound waves and off the pages uh to attack each other as if the music notes were like little razor sharp weapons and it turns into this symphony battle where uh, evil strange takes it and turns it into like a creepy organ riff and throws it back and it's beautiful and it's danny elfman firing on all cylinders and this is another example that i will throw in the face of anybody who those people are always complaining about there's too much cgi in movies Tell me how you would do a scene like this without CGI. Tell me. Tell me how you would do it. And if you can come up with a good reason, then I'll agree with you and say, yeah, they could have done it without CGI. What's crazy as the music notes are flying is that the first one goes off, you hear one note, and that I assume that's the note that, that was shown. Mm -hmm. But then more notes fly. And as more notes fly, the piano kind of starts playing the scale. Mm -hmm. And that's where Danny Elfman really shined. Mm -hmm. And then... Then uh, Evil Doctor Strange throws the the grid. I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's he, the four bars you see. He throws that. Then it goes silent, and then plays all these classic Beethoven kind of songs as they're throwing all these music notes, and it's so beautiful. But I think what I love about it, it's a creative ensemble. The movie's an ensemble of characters. The production is an ensemble of ex of exchanges, I guess. Like, it's so nuts. It is such a, a crazy, brilliant movie. Um, and then to kind of get to it, so Doctor Strange has to possess a dead body that was brought from another world, which was the Defenders version. Beautifully written. What a Beautifully great way to done. tie that in. Uh, and then we get kind of to the theme of the story in the final battle here where Doctor Strange really shows some heart and tells America Savez to trust in herself. And the movie's theme is kind of like, you have to fight your fear and believe in yourself. That's generally the summary of the movie. It's fight your fear, believe in yourself. And because America, she's constantly running because she's afraid of what's, what's chasing her, which in the end is Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she learns to trust herself because she doesn't know how to use her power and in the final scene, she figures it out, uh, which is a beautiful moment. But it was really, people were laughing because I assume the scene didn't really connect with the, the people in the back of the theater, as I say. But he's like this undead character being like, believe in your child. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, he's, and she's like, yes, I, you know, I don't know if I can do it. He's like, you can do it. You've got the power, America. It's and like really, his face is falling off. It yeah, was funny. It's just like, like imagine Pirates of the, the Caribbean, the first one with the moon's on and like they're all like undead skeletons and they're just like you know believe in yourself like it's really weird but to me it was comic book storytelling at its finest interesting enough though the dead scene now we're getting at some interesting stuff here because dark strange broke another law of nature which is you cannot bring something from the dead in order to do what he needed to do yeah that's necromancy yeah it's necromancy so they kind of make you feel like some Mephisto action is going to ensue at some point. God damn it, Feige, you had me again. Yeah. I fell for the sneaky Feige. My radar was not working. And you're right. I was the whole time, because they're they're damned souls and they're trying to drag him into hell. 
And a little later when America is fighting Scarlet Witch, we actually do see her open a portal to hell and Scarlet almost falls in. And I just kept thinking like, oh my God, they're going to do it. Like it's a good place for him to show up. And even the, the evil spirits, the way they were sort of protecting the law of the underworld in a way, that felt like what Ghost Rider does. Yeah. Um, like I was just expecting them to kind of penance spare him or something. So all the signs were pointing in Mephisto's direction to the point where my radar just had a malfunction. It stopped working. And my heart believed that we were going to see a big red man with wild hair. And he got me again. You got me again. <laughs> and there was moments where I was like, like when the demons were all like whispering in his ear and stuff, I thought I heard like, like you broke the deal with Mephisto and like stuff like that. But like, again, I think it's Feige just being like trying to divert you and yeah, making you think. So. You're kind of like, I almost thought that we were going to see a Triumph and Torment moment where Dr. Strange has to make a deal with Mephisto. But it's, I don't know, it's too soon. And again, it's just, I think it's Feige just taking us for a ride. Because he, I, again, he did a, I don't know, him and Rami and all the creative team sat around the table and was like, we'll give them the Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, no Namor. No Namor. No Namor. Not yet. Not yet. Um, Seven more months. I think Carter replaced Namor, if you ask me. Yeah. By the looks of the, or even Captain Marvel, one of those two. Pretty much every other member, though, is pretty accurate to the comics. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so we thought we got Mephisto. No Mephisto there. Uh, then this huge battle at Wonder War. Really fun. Um, and uh and yeah it's uh it's a great scene also also i have to mention before the fight with evil doc like doc strange versus evil doc strange mm -hmm. they're going through this dark world and there's these cars floating in the air and one of the cars is ash's car from evil dead which was a really nice nod there i really appreciate that uh but then fast forwarding to the fight believe in yourself america chavez so she learns to trust herself and she trusts her power does her cool punches and stuff uh and gives Scarlet Witch, what she wants, which is, uh, you know, what her kids would be, or she gets to be with her kids in that dimension. But, you know, it's the it's the monkey's paw of it all. I'm going to give you what you want, but you're going to realize we were right. This is not going to end well. Yeah. And it didn't end well. Uh, but again, it was done. Michael Waldron found a way to make it this beautiful moment of one Wanda to another. Uh, and without having to say it, just touching her face and realizing as they look at each other, like this good Wanda understands the pain that the bad Wanda is going through. Now she says something to her. Yes, in Sokovian, I think, because nobody oh, really. I was going to say I didn't, I didn't get it, but uh, I didn't catch it. But anyway, so yeah, but it's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful mm. moment. Oh my god, heart wrenching for sure. Uh, and again, Elizabeth Olsen, man, she swept the table with that acting. Oh my god. She even gave Benedict Cumberbatch a run for his money. Yeah, she case. did. Um, and Wong, kicking ass, taking names, doing his thing. Uh, we're, we get to the end. Get to the end. And to another the beautiful end. moment at the end is that Doctor Strange cannot take Christine with him. Yeah. Because it breaks the rules. Yeah, he, of has, the to, he has to accept, he has to accept it. Accept accept it. it. And she's a rocking hot scientist with brilliant red hair, but she still can't go with him. No, there's a, there's a good message in the story. I will also say about this movie is they tie up a lot of story. They mm -hmm. like they leave no stone left unturned. No, like all the story elements that make up Doctor Strange. Why the watch is cracked? 
which was a nice moment in the, the Illuminati world where he gets to revisit the memory of how he got the watch. Mm -hmm. um, that moment's explained. His uh, America Chavez even gets a memory, which is really nice nod to the comics. We get to see her parents or mothers. And you know what? I relate to this girl so much because I too would easily have my life ruined if a wasp landed on my finger. I, I mean, I would react the same way. I would freak out. I'd probably open Shattered a star portal and, and kill my mothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's all wasps uh, are the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. There's no other way around it. The villain of this movie was the wasp and then Scarlet Witch. Not, 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 not Evangeline not, Lilly. Not, yeah, 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 I should yeah, make that no, clear. You, got, you covered that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think if we covered everything here. Yeah, uh, now we're at the, the, the big finale. Oh, so in Carmitage, um in Carmitage, we learn that America is starting to study the Mystic Arts, which is pretty cool, uh, kind of learning her powers. And uh, just trying to think of what else. Wong is still Sorcerer Supreme. Wong is still Sorcerer Supreme. And, and he finally nice... gets that bow. Gets the, he gets the bow. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, and then I think mm -hmm. that's it. He fixes the watch, which is also really cool. Mm -hmm. But at the expense of something else is now cracked and damaged, Ryan. And that's something else is Dr. Stephen Strange because he had to use the dark hold to sleepwalk into the zombie. And that's a weird sentence now that I say it out loud, but that's a thing he did. And the dark hold comes at a cost. And that cost is a big old eye on the forehead, which is probably great at parties, but otherwise a little bit unnerving. Mm -hmm. uh, and we end very abruptly in a very uh, old school horror Raimi fashion with him dropping to the ground and the eye popping out. Um, and it was all the more jarring when in the first of the credit scenes, he was fine with it already, mm. right? He's like, yeah, I got this eye now. Um, so I think we're going to be dealing with a uh, corrupted strange in the future. Yes, we are gonna deal with another variant uh, kind of thing experience. Uh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about her? We should. Should we talk about uh, Charlize? Charlize Theron's appearance. So Woo. we got a lot of appearances in this movie, but uh, just when we thought it was all said and done, we got Moethan Clea. Clea was announced in Doctor Strange and the most unexpected end credit sequence. This is honestly, it honestly resonates with me almost as much as when, when Thor 2 ended with the Guardians. Wow, dude. That is a big, big pull because I know how much that meant to you. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like we saw that movie together. Actually. No, we didn't. Okay, no. I, I think you saw that with Nick. Yeah, no. mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, no, I did see that with Nick. Okay, anyway. Um, it had the same impact because it was a surprising character uh, character experience. But um, not only that, it literally kind of gives you an idea of where Doctor Strange at least is going. Yes. Uh, and I was, it's funny, when we were doing the Moon Knight episode earlier today, I forgot to ask you, but I was going to ask you when we were talking about Doctor Strange at the end, I was like, do you think we'll see Clea? Um, and it just slipped my mind, but she's here. She's here. She is here. She, she looked great. She, looked she had purple, 
Um, it's a really cool eyeliner too. Yeah, our eyeliner was neat, and I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for anything with purple. So, and it's Charlize. She's amazing. Funny thing, Marvel United board game does not have Clea or Wong. I think that's, especially Wong, I feel like that's a huge oversight. Mm -hmm. If they ever do a season three, you know those two are coming. Especially Charlize, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's a pretty boss. Uh, she looked great, and she kind of did this really cool rip in the, she kind of jumps, kind of jumps to a different universe like uh, America does, but she she cuts it open and walks through it, which is pretty cool. Um, she's like, um, uh Lyra mm -hmm. and and Will from the Golden Compass books they got the knife and they just cut their way through universes uh, and uh so then the last credit sequence and again I'm a, I'm a little surprised but not disappointed they didn't give us anything on the saw where the sock is going gave us nothing like we know where we know where Doctor Strange is going and what battles he's facing at least on the mystic side but Saga wise, because the end credit sequence, the last one, is a dud. It's a dud in the best uh, way possible. Yeah, it's a good dud. I mean, like, this was the norm, remember? In like phase two, the norm was you get an important one up front and then you get a fun one at, at the, the end. end. Yeah. Um, even going into phase three. And it's not until recently, it's not until like, I want to say, like, maybe like Black Widow, that both scenes have been extraordinarily important mm. so i'm fine with this one being kind of as silly as it was uh but i think the movie the movie definitely leaves us with more questions as most marvel movies do but i think the biggest one on my mind ryan that i'll throw at you right now is scarlet witch okay and when will we see her again so the reason why he's saying that is because she destroys wonder gore uh with some incredible demonstration of power uh, and it, the building, I was, you know, at first I'm like, oh yeah, she's just going to blow it up and big red explosion should be left on top of the mountain by herself. No, it kind of blows up and then it blows on her. So she kind of collapses. But for some reason, I don't know why they do this or, or, or sorry, I know why they do this, but I, I don't know why they did it in this film. There's a red explosion. They literally show you a specific shot where the whole thing's crumbling and just as everything, as the all the crumbling is about to stop, there's a big red explosion. Right. So, is she dead? We don't know. Now, one thing we want, one thing I want to talk about that we missed was with Xavier, because Xavier does a cool mind enter her yeah, mind, does. Uh, which was really fun. And then uh, Wanda breaks his neck, which is again she kills all the members of the Illuminati in a very gory way. Uh, Captain Marvel gets literally a statue dropped on her. Oh, a big statue, too. Big statue. Uh, Reed gets pulled apart into strings, like a cheese string. Uh, and then he and then he implodes kind of thing. Uh, Black Bolt had exploded. We mentioned that. Captain Carter gets cut in half. Uh, but each character has a fun little fight scene moment, which is really good. And then Ultron's just get blown to bits. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie, I am not going to lie, easily... Easily my favorite Marvel film, hands down. Wow. Easily my favorite. We have a new champion. What was the champion before? Was it uh... the champion before is Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. Okay. Wow. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness takes the lead. I mean, No Way Home climbed that ladder pretty dang oh. fast, but 
what I love about this movie, we talked about it with WandaVision. There's so many surprises. This movie is so it many surprises. I give it two gauntlets. Whoa! It's so good. It is just, it's a game changer for Marvel. It's refreshing. It's experimental. It's a totally new tone for Marvel, which I hope they push so much further. Oh my God. Are you really giving it two gauntlets? I'm giving it Wow, okay. I am giving it an infinity gauntlet. Yeah. You're more you're more uh, reserved with the gauntlets, so this is I am very reserved with the gauntlets, but this deserves it on top of being, you know, I think you said the word checklist, and I, I think that that's a good way to put it. And even though that can be misconstrued as a bad term, I don't mean it as a bad term. It checked all the boxes in the right ways. It had a very solid story for Doctor Strange and his world, which is what you need, right? It had a bunch of little cameos and fun stuff for the connectivity, which is what we love. And then it centers on, like I said, this question of what if that I find so beautiful and I'm so pleased that they made it the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie wasn't just, here's a mean villain with magic who wants to do bad things, let's go stop them. It was, she's trying to do these things because of this question. And it's such a powerful question that all the heroes, Wong, Strange, everybody, Christine, they're all also pausing to ponder and ask that question. And some of them ask a little longer than others and you start to worry about them because that dark hold is looking mighty tempting, right? So the fact that the movie centered itself on that premise steals my heart. You throw in Danny Elfman giving us that score as Professor X rolls in. Dun, 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 dun. I can't not give it a gauntlet, man. I can't. There's so many layers to this movie of pure genius, and it's so good. And it's a return form for Rami. Honestly, we haven't seen a, a lot of work from him in a long time. And uh, let him play with Marvel characters, and he had a fun. But honestly, it, it wasn't a scary movie. It's a dark. That's all. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. It's it's like an Empire Strikes Back in Marvel. It it really did feel like Empire Strikes Back. And and Scarlet Witch, man, not only was she not it's interesting because she's not she was a villain, but this is a, just a, a dark side of this character's story. Yes, and it, it's really interesting. So this movie is surprising, and I think a lot of Marvel directors are going to learn a lot um but for me also i you know what really helps with this is the illuminati more specifically seeing reed richards was such a moment oh my god <laughs> such a nobody saw that guy. no i i turned off the internet a while back or i say just a couple days ago because the spoilers were getting bad but from what i saw nobody saw it no there was no rumors nothing close to a fantastic fantastic or uh Reed Richards cast like nobody nobody said anything I I'm really glad I stayed away from all the Twitters I'm just I'm glad I just wish Professor X was an unknown entity too but I'll take it um but that is Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and it was it lived up to everything that we thought it would the moment we heard that title reveal back in July of 2019. Yes, it has been that long. Uh, so as we wrap up here, Ryan, I'm going to ask you a question. Now we have 
in fact, Mr. Krasinski playing Reed Richards. It is a thing. It's real. It's finally real. We can it's reach out and touch thing. it. It's, it's not the thing. But we can finally reach out and touch it. It's tangible. Recently, like this week, John Watts unfortunately stepped down yes. from directing duties of Fantastic Four. Who do you want to see take his place? I know what the the rumors are, and that that's why it was There's interesting. Already rumors? Jeez! Holy crap! What are the rumors? John Krasinski is going to direct Fantastic. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Which I'm I'm hmm. actually pretty happy with because if you watch Quiet Place, it's He's a good director. He is a good director. Yeah. And and he kind of fits the bill perfectly because he's a small time director who who could be on the brink of making it big because a quiet place was like a very groundbreaking film for him. Mm -hmm. Um for him to and I know he's always wanted to be a Marvel character, so it's kind of just like icing on the cake. I I know that Emily Blunt has expressed her lack of interest playing these roles but i know john krasinski he's auditioned for captain america uh so he's wanted to do this for a long time and i would not be surprised uh but if you were to ask me without without these rumors and looking into it i would say give peyton reed a chance hey there's an idea because yeah. he wanted to do a fantastic four movie yeah why not i like that i like that answer uh, John Watts felt so perfect when they announced he it because, oh like, his Spider-Man movies were that right amount of like colorful that just felt it. It, it was the right amount of like respecting the lore but modernizing the character. Yeah, um, but I, like, I didn't really have anybody great in mind when I asked you this question, which I probably should have before I asked the question. But I really like Peyton Reed. Um, I can really get behind him giving him another trilogy after Ant-Man. Whatever, I don't know what the plans are for Ant-Man. Um, but if I have to pick somebody who has not already, you know, been mentioned, been mentioned or like been part of MCU, you're not, maybe Peyton's busy. Maybe there's Ant-Man four and five coming. I don't know. I'd be okay with that. Um, I think, uh, oh boy, this is a tough one. This is a really, really tough one. Why did I ask a tough question? It's my own damn fault. <laughs> it's my own damn fault. Um, I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to go crazy and you're going to tell me I'm crazy and you're going to say that's stupid. Go for it. But this is an old-fashioned, charming story about family. What would happen if you put Steven Spielberg there? What would happen? I don't know. I'm just... I'm. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I, I, I do love Peyton Reed, um, but I mean, that would be an experiment to put him in there uh yeah so who knows but all i know for sure is we just saw a great movie tonight ryan how are you feeling are you still vibrating from the magic i'm like yeah i'm still vibrating I, I'm, I'm not gonna stop doing I'm, this hand thing for a long time i am relieved delighted and just stunned about what we just saw mm -hmm. like this is this is a movie you want to take someone you know would appreciate it as much as you do because it's going to just leave you both in just such a such a level of awe it's so good it's i can't help like i i want my brother to see it so badly now because like he he is someone else who would appreciate this i'm glad i got to see it with you because again like talking to talking to someone who 
who has seen it is not the same as someone who watched it with you. Right. Because it's it's such a big movie and there's so many moments that paid off as being a long-term fan. Yes. And it's such a reward. It is this movie's one giant reward. That's a great way to put it. And I mean, part of that reward for me was getting to see your reactions to Mount Wondergore, to Clea, and to Reed Richards. So that is that's part of it. That's part of the experience. And uh, like I said, I've been getting my mom to start watching Marvel. And like, there's that's what makes these so different. And she's starting to clue in about that. She's starting to see like, wow, this must have made people really happy to see you know Loki on the like. It's gotten to the point now where people. This is a movie where a series rather where everybody's gonna applaud at something. Mm -hmm. You, I can't remember the last time I saw a Marvel movie where somebody didn't applaud at something. Yeah, no, it's it's that's for sure. <laughs> that's that sums it up right there. We have no words left. We are out of spells. The uh, Book of Ashanti has has left us for dead. But in the meantime, that was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mister Rez, you say whoa. I second that woe because it was just that kind of movie. But we're going to wrap things up. It is late. This guy's got to get up and go to work. So I wish all of you, I wish you, Ryan, and I wish everybody in the multiverse, every multiversal version of us, because they are out there. Maybe there's a version of me who are kids. Oh, my God. Those poor children. I wish all of them, though, a marvelous multiverse day.